Yeah, pretty much. Uh, what's up today? We we talk about a very important topic that's happening currently in Palestine as we speak. We had Joanne on the show. Uh, Ali, go ahead and let the world know what's going on. Yeah, she's a Palestinian journalist, and it was great. She went in depth talking about the history of the Palestine conflict and the current situation. Uh, so tune in. all the details from a passing journalist check out the episode check it yeah. out tune in enjoy just like that it's another day another episode and uh, i'm joined today by saeed amir as well also joan is that how you say your name I, i'm sorry um, yes, I, I read it but yeah. i didn't i never asked how to pronounce it that's my bad joan welcome to the show let the world know who you are what you do Hi, hi everyone. Hi world. Uh, my name is Juan Mohed. I'm a Palestinian journalist. Um, I freelance here. I'm out in Dubai. Um, lived in DC for two years. Uh, studied journalism, passionate about journalism, and I'm here to talk about the Palestinian cause. Welcome to the show. It's a topic I'm very passionate about. We've done like a few Wise Guys episodes where we talked about the whole Israel-Palestinian conflict, but today we have someone who's actually from there. So. Uh, let's let's go with I don't know if you want to start from the very beginning <laughs> 70 years ago or you know what I I, 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 I I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give you a bit of a history lesson today let's How, do it how's that sound let's do that it because yeah, not a lot of people know what actually happened what took yes. place you hear a lot of things okay. like they found the land and all that stuff so please go ahead Ali yeah. reminder so, that Amir is, is half Palestinian <laughs> Hello, <laughs> My grandma's Palestinian too, I'm just saying, but I don't really know we a all, lot about We all have a bit of Palestinian in us, we just don't know it. Um, okay, so let me start with, with a brief history and um, please cut me anytime in between if you have any questions. So let's just talk a century ago, a hundred years ago, after the Ottoman Empire was defeated in World War One. it was in the 1920s. Britain took control of an area known as Palestine in 1923. Right? The land was inhabited by Jews, minority Jews, and mid, uh, Arabic majority. There was tensions between the two groups, and it grew to an international community standard. And it gave Britain uh, the task of establishing a national home in Palestine for the Jewish people. Mm. So the Jews claimed it was their ancestral home. And all of this today is out of a claim. Like, it started with a claim. And this is the crazy part, because between the 1920s and the 40s, a number of Jews started arriving and it started to grow. The, the amount of Jews in Palestine started to grow. Many of them fled from persecution in Europe uh, because of the Holocaust after uh, World War II. So violence between the Jews and Arabs, it grew, it, it rocketed. And then uh, the British rule also, uh, the, the Jews and the Arabs were fighting against the British rule as well. So by 1947, which is a staple time for the Palestinian oh. people, the, the UN voted for Palestine to be split into different uh, or separate Jewish Arab states, uh, with Israel becoming an international city. And then later, uh, it was a plan accepted by the Jewish leaders that they would uh, make this a Jewish state and they rejected the Arab side that were fighting against it. So this is when the Nakba comes, right? The Nakba, the catastrophe that happened in 1948. Uh, we call it the Nakba Palestinians. It means the catastrophe. So because there, there was no solution to this problem, British rulers literally left and the Jewish leaders declared and created a state of Israel uh, on May 15th, 1948, which is known as the Nakba. Um, this day refers to the day that there was a mass expulsion and ethnic cleansing of Palestinians from their homeland. Um, many Palestinians objected and they wanted a war. Um, and so that's when the Arab-Israeli war started. So there are multiple wars that happen in this process. Yeah. So we have troops from different Arab countries, from Jordan and Egypt coming in, retaliating and creating this Arab-Israeli war. So that's what they often refer to as the Arab-Israeli war. So here during this, this Nakba, we have an exodus, right? We have 750,000 Palestinians that fled or were forced to leave their homes, kicked out of their homes, mm -hmm. similar to what's happening in Sheikh Jarrah today, which we'll, we'll get into it in a bit, just so you understand the background a bit more. And this is why they call it a Nakba. Um, we have like, as a result, we had about 7 million Palestinians who were made refugees as a direct cause of what happened during the Nakba. And that's the number that's been reported only from 2009. So we're talking probably millions more at this point. Um, Israelis killed, uh, murdered 15,000 people um, and had included that with like include that with seven, 70 plus massacres. Um, more than 500 homes, cities were destroyed. 
uh, all is this an aim for Israelis to Judaize the area and make it pre- predominantly uh, a, Jewish, Jew- a Jewish state, right? So now Israel celebrates the Day of the Nakba as the Day of Independence in 1948. That's when the state of Israel was created. Um, so a few days ago, on, on May 15, what is it now? May 17, yeah. So two days ago, mm-hmm. it marked 73 years since the ethnic cleansing of Palestinians. So the fighting, um, the fighting between the Arab nations and, and Israel at that point ended up in a ceasefire, right? So the year later, and Israel controlled most of the, the, the territory, and it took about 78% of historic Palestine. They refer to the, the original Palestinian land as historic Palestine. Um, so Jordan ended up occupying land, which became known as the West Bank today, and Egypt occupied Gaza at some point, known as the Gaza Strip today. And then Jerusalem was divided right in the middle between um, the West and the East, East for Palestinians, West for uh, Israelis. So that takes us to a very, in, in between, obviously there were a lot of issues that happened, but I'm giving you a very brief summary. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. in, about, in, in about June, Uh, they call this the the 1967 war, the Six Day War, the Naksa, Harb Ailul, either or you can refer to it either way. So I give you a very quick summary. Egypt, Jordan, Syria went to war with Israel. Mm-hmm. In less than a week, in five, in, in six days, Israel captured the Sinai Peninsula and the Gaza Strip from Egypt, the West Bank and East Jerusalem from Jordan, and the Golan Heights from Syria. So. Yani Israel tripled in size after the Six Day War, so they took mm. over more of the of the Palestinian land. Um, and obviously, there was so much tensions that happened w- that were happening between those Arab nations and Israel over that time. So this is why today Israel celebrates or celebrated, which I'll get to later, the, the Jerusalem Day as the day they captured East Jerusalem, uh, which is technically under Palestinian um, authority. Um, so now we look at something something simple. Let's look at, we have the West Bank and we have um, uh, the Gaza Strip <clears throat> and we have East Jerusalem as, a, as Palestinian territories, right? It's, it's, it's called the Palestinian territories. What, the West Bank on its own is divided into three different areas. It's divided into A, B and C. A is controlled by the Palestinian Authority. B is controlled by the Palestinian Authority and Israel. And C is controlled by, the Palis- by Israel and Israeli settlements only. So we have an area that's supposed to be assigned to the Palestinian territories that is essentially not even for the Palestinian territories because it is, it is entirely controlled by the Israeli occupation, the Israeli occupational forces. Um, so this, this on its own allows settler colonies to come in to, to, to Palestine, Palestinian territories and live there. And this brings so wait, us wait, back wait. Before to Before you most... continue, what yeah. you're saying is basically yeah. it's completely, so the three parts that you said, A, B yeah. and C, they're completely controlled by Israel. Yes. So you are not okay. allowed to leave Gaza, you're not allowed to leave the West Bank unless you go through the checkpoints. So people living yeah. in the Palestinian territories of the West Bank cannot leave unless they go through a checkpoint to get into the they call them the 48 territories which are the original uh, Palestinian historic lands that were taken back in 1948. All right. Ayy, what was that? Yes. 48 and mm-hmm. 67 territories. 67 territories are the West Bank and um, Gaza. In East Jerusalem. So that's so, how we differentiate them. Before we so get into I, today's I, topics, we I, I'm sure we all yeah. have a few questions about the history, right? And you might want to go. So boys, now's you know, your chance before we get into the heated topic. Yes. Uh, Joan, I want to ask you. So um, I imagine if I just, for example, just barged into Amir's house and started staying at Amir's house, um, he called the cops and kicked me out because it's not my place there. Right? So why hasn't someone Or why <laughs> I feel like if one country is just sitting on another country's land and using another country's land, usually there are, you know, the world <laughs> comes to do something about it. Pretty much. So why hasn't something happened about it yet? The Palestinian people have zero authority even in their own land and in their own territories. That's why nothing's been happening. So if we if we get into exactly what was going on in uh, Sheikh Jarrah, um, they've they, it's all he said, she said. We owned land in the in this side of the country. When in realistically, when we look at the history of things back in the Ottoman Empire, the 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 Jews were a very small minority that did not live in that area. It's like two or three so, families, correct? No, no, no. It was larger. It was about 70 to it grew to a thousand families. But if you okay. look at the, the the if you look at the if you look at the the scope of, of Palestine, it, it was absolutely three percent of, of the Jews mm. lived there. It's a known fact that the Arab majority was in 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 Palestine back in the day, um, from the Ottoman Empire. 
So for people to come and barge and say, this is my home, get out of my home, because you know what, a hundred years ago, there were two Jewish families that lived in that community, gives them ownership to enter the house, which makes absolute zero sense to me. So they are trying to find a legal, uh, how do you say it, a legal, um, um, they're trying to maneuver it legally and trying to gain the rights to this, this land. And Palestinians yeah, yeah. are trying to gain, they're trying to gain, they're trying to receive the documents from the, the from Jordan, it gets a bit complicated here. Yeah, yeah, but I'll, I'll, get into, I'll get into the, I'll get into the legality of it. But Jordan has a say in what's happening right now, and we're waiting for some sort of movement from Jordan's end as well to prove that this land belongs to the Palestinian people. And why has Jordan been so slow in responding? Like in general, why are the country? Why the, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> That's a hard good question. question. Yeah, good question. <laughs> yeah. On, honestly, I don't know. Honestly, now, I now okay, I, I wanted to go back a bit. So. Now you were telling us the perspective of, uh, okay, like someone who is obviously um, we're seeing from the, the Palestinian perspective. Now, I, me and Damir did some research recently about uh, the Zionist perspective. Not saying that I'm with, with the concept or anything. I'm just trying to put like the, the, the other side, how the, the mentality is. They're thinking, so from, sure. Yeah, so from what we've researched, um, Amira, you did the, the initial part of the research. So if you can mention about uh, Herzl, I think his name. Is in yeah, so, so Thomas Herzl, he's the one, he's the father of Zionism. And he based the name off like the lovers of Zion. So you mentioned earlier, there was about 3% of Jews that lived in, um, in Palestine. And they lived, uh, you know, like North side. Uh, there's a UN, not the UN, before the UN partition plan, there's the British Peel partition plan mandate. also. Yeah, mm -hmm. which shows... No, after the mandate, they, they came in and they said there was a Peel Partition Plan, which was a two-state, an early rendition of the two-state solution. And it showed where most of the Jewish cities were. And uh, well, before that, even like Thomas Herzl, he had this idea that, you know, there was those people who were the lovers of Zion, and that's where the name comes from, uh, that belonged there and that he could utilize yeah, just, that. Just, just to just to, just to clarify, yeah. it's Theodore Herzl. Oh, Theodore, yeah, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Theodore Herzl. Ali, give me a sharing screen. Let me pull so in up. the up. In the history, yeah. So before he decided to choose Palestine, he realized, actually, it wasn't exactly him. It was his uh, other prominent Zionist leaders. They told him, like, look, we could utilize the historical background of Palestine. Before that, he was pretty, like... Um, he was focused on Argentina. Yeah, he was. He was. Africa. Yeah, he decided yes, to yes. to go towards Argentina and and Uganda even. So it was yeah. a pretty strange move by him. Mm -hmm. And I Just suppose that's like the yeah, that's like the basic idea of uh, Zionism. It's that they believe that yeah. Judaism should be a nationality and not just. Yeah, but, that's uh, the, but that's the thing here. Like uh, you can yeah. see, it's a very tactical approach by including Judaism in the concept of Zionism. Like for me, when I think about it, I do, I completely separate the two. Because basically Zionism is an ideology while Judaism is a religion. I don't know why they... Okay, no, actually I know, I understand why he integrated it because it's a very smart idea of basically manipulating uh, all the Jews to thinking that this is where they should be and we should invade this country in a, in a colonial sense. Um, now, obviously when you have this, this cause that is supported by your, your religion, you will have a further drive to take over what's promised to you it's more but convincing obviously these are exactly and it's uh, it's more convincing but it's it's a misunderstanding of what's actually being said it's a misrepresentation of what's being said in the in the torah uh yeah, the whitewash like is the, the whole like movement so the, exactly. the whole movement is like trying to colonize a place but it's like oh no this is our promised land it's like even if you go through their own manifesto it's not really focused on that either uh, and yeah, I mean, there's a reason they keep on saying arabs not palestinians too it's because uh, part of the manifesto is to get rid of most of the Arabs in that region. From river to river and sea to sea. From the river to yeah. the sea. From Although the river there to are sea. Arab Jews as well. Is it not river to river? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> From Yarmouk, Yarmouk to the Euphrates. Yeah, no, it is. Yarmouk to the Euphrates. Oh, I, mean, I don't know. The, the, the popular slogan is from the river to the sea and, and people think that's extremely anti-Semitic. No, it's... Uh, I don't really care. Uh, it's uh, from... 
Because my mom, my mom told me this once. She said the, their main plan is from river to river and sea to sea. So from river Yarmouk River, which flows between Jordan and Palestine, to the Euphrates, and from sea to sea, which is from Mediterranean to Mediterranean. the Persian Gulf or the Arabian right. Gulf, right? I think that's the main plan. Let's let's do, let's do this. From the rivers to the seas. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. Uh, so something, something that I want to agree to go into is the term anti-Semitic. So yeah, man, first of all, Ali, can you? On that. Yeah, exactly. Ali, if you can take up the, the definition of Semitic, what it means. All right, let me do that real quick. Help with the argument. <laughs> yeah, because apparently <laughs> I recently figured out that Semitic is a different meaning American. than just Jews. You know, it's, it's not it's only Jews. Semites, yeah. Semitic people, Semite. or Semitic cultures was a term for an ethnic culture or a racial group. The terminology is now in the group of Semitic language. And then, well, it's right there, right? <laughs> oh, no, Sayyid. I mean, we're a podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? I mean, to our Spotify <laughs> listeners, I'm sorry, this is kind of not your episode, but you can still listen along, I don't know. Right? Uh, so that's your... Term. Keep going with what you were saying, Said. No, because like I, I remember uh, one of one of our previous guests even uh, put, posted about it, where basically a Semitic, the the Semites are also in- inclusive of the Arab communities that were in the area. Because, I mean, in this in this uh, in this land of Palestine, it's not only Jews and it's not only Muslims. This they had so many different communities that have coexisted together even before the Ottoman. Exactly, even before the Ottoman Empire. Oh yeah, one thing I want to highlight in, in the yeah, in Herzl's like old books, he has a book called The Old New Land, Alto New Land, and in that one he says something that's really absurd, and he not only pushes like against like having Arabs there, and he needs like the the majority to be Jews, but also he's against poor people, man. Like he exclusively says that he needs to get poor people out of the region. Anyone who can't like support the the nation like financially is basically not not welcome and you can see that because they have a lot of uh, inner racism actually they don't bring in jews from like south asia they don't bring jews from africa yeah so there's a lot against them yeah Yeah, that's because they don't have the the financial power um what i know about the racism and it's very divided so the ethiopian jews live in the north i believe um, I've spoken to an Ethiopian Jew before, and she told me that amount of racism and discrimination they face. So we know that they have, but so what? What country doesn't have discrimination right. um, no, against course. different races? So, so I'm not going to sit and pinpoint that because we go back to the issue of, of occupation and apartheid, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. So, yeah. But I wanted to say something uh, when you're talking about Zionism. Um, uh, like Zionism started, I mean, Judaism ideology as a religion. It started. It's it's a peaceful religion. So yeah. it's been taken completely out of context and the Jewish people are suffering from the ideology of Zionism because of what they've done to their religion and pinpointing Judaism to Zionism, which please, people don't mix up anti-Zionism with anti-Semitism because it's totally different things. This is this yes, issue is definitely. not an issue of, it's not an issue of, of, of religion. This goes back to like centuries of, of war, like war and you know, fighting over something that each believes it's their own. So this is not, it's not Jews and Arabs. We all lived, co- we coexisted for years, not years, centuries, century, decades. Definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and something that you mentioned also is that people, like, they want to claim the, the lands that are, you know, from their historic, from, from prehistoric, no, sorry, not prehistoric, from historic <laughs> times. Um, and is, like, is this a legitimate claim? Well, obviously, it's for me, it's not obviously, but like, I mean, <laughs> look, the question you ask, yeah, is the question every person that that that's ever fought w- through this fight of the Palestinian Israeli situation. I don't even want to call it conflict because I don't feel like it's a conflict or an issue. Um, yeah, this is the question everyone's asking, right? So, who has the right to the land? And that's that's the common question that no one can answer. And this is why they're still at war. So, I cannot answer that question. That's for I mean, sure. I can answer that question it's Palestinian lands. Plain and I mean, simple. of course, I think if you want to take like it, if you want it that way. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying you're trying to take it into a more journalistic view. Uh, I mean, for no, me, I mean, look, obviously, I, I'm a Palestinian person. I believe that this is Palestinian land. Yeah. Forever would be Palestinian land. Should be Palestinian land. But if I'm talking about it, <laughs> like logistically, what people think, we're looking at. You have viewers from all over. Let them tune in and listen to 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 what we're trying to say. This is this has been the struggle. Whose land is it? I know it's mine. 
people need to know it's mine too which is why we're here right but if we're going to take it from a religion standpoint doesn't the torah ban jews from whoever holding a state until the messiah comes isn't that a thing in the torah i don't, I don't even I don't know because i'm know. pretty sure i read that <laughs> Uh, I'm not Jewish, so I haven't read the Torah. And well, I don't know. I'll say it anyways. The Torah bounds the state of Israel. You don't know if you, you know have, something. You have, no, no, no. Because I watched a video look about it, this Look it up, situation. Ali. Look it up now. No, you you listen, have that power. Okay. I, will, I, will, I, will, I will, without looking up, because I've watched the video on this, right? You have Orthodox. <laughs> oh my God. Listen. Just listen to this me. This is part of the problem. Hey, this is not part of the yeah, problem. Yeah, it is part of Ali. Ali, I really Orthodox Jews in the UK. Bro, I'll... It's a Vice video that's like 15 minutes, Andy, <laughs> <laughs> about Orthodox Jews in the UK. I watched the right, whole thing. Maybe. Yeah. No, no, look up the part in the Torah that says this so that yeah. we can be sure. Like, and just to be fair, like Judaism is a pretty like complicated religion. Yes. It's, it's in general, religion is yeah. always Aren't is always hard. open to interpretation. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like they're all they're always like, you know, but, misinterpreted you know, and like uh, described in different ways by different uh, religious uh, but I want to talk about like, or whatever. the anti-Semitic, like, uh, you know, term just being thrown out like uh, wildly. And I think they like to do that on a, to an extent because, um, look, I think of it this way, right? Before the 1900s, they were like persecuted everywhere. They, no one liked them. They were a minority. The Polish people used to burn them at stakes. You know, the Romans used to like enslave them. Um, everyone had like, there was a lot of... Uh, racism happening towards the Jews then. And so they have this like trauma uh, historically, and now you have this idea of like anti-Semitic anti uh, behavior that you can just attach to it. And so now you're scared, you know, you're a minority in worldwide, you're kind of scared. And there's this like powerful nation promising you like, oh, look, support us and you have a permanent home here. Don't feel like a victim everywhere. And you know, they'll keep on throwing that slogan at like the slightest inconvenience. So they remind them to be afraid. Oh, you know, plant a tree in Israel, you know, come send us your financial aid, whatever it may be, support us so that we could make this a home for you. And, you know, come it's just a way your of birthright, your birthright trip, come propaganda. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, something that also that we should focus on is why were they hated so much before they even moved into Palestine? You know, because like you, this is like where the, the Jewish people. The, yeah, before because like the idea of Zionism was formed because of this, because like everywhere they went, they were prosecuted or they were people were being anti-Semitic to them because they were always a minority group and minority so groups like in them. general. To be yeah, fair, man, people are racist. Yeah, people are just you know. Okay, so what's like what's what, people out for religion? Like the Turks were. Yeah, like they used to oppress different minorities. You know, uh, the French used to do it. The British used to do it. This happens so, around the world to every minority. It's, it's, yeah, group. It's not. It's not mm -hmm. only that, it's because the Nazi, the Holocaust happened because right. mm. Hitler was trying to keep the Aryan race and get rid of any other race. And that, mm -hmm. that includes getting rid of the Jewish people. And this is exactly why they've been extremely discriminated against. And that's something important to highlight because that's not okay whatsoever. This is exactly right. what's happening to us right now by the Jewish people mm. themselves. Oh, it's, yeah. yeah. I watched an interview um, in like the Israeli state and they're speaking to some Israelis and they asked them like, oh, you know, what do you think? Uh, what do you think about what's happening? And some guy was like, oh, 300 years ago that we were here and we were being tortured. It's our right to torture them now. And it's like, that's some of the dumbest ideas. You know, some of the people were saying some of the dumbest ideas I've ever heard because it makes no sense to look back on history and just say, oh, like we were victims here. Well, now I'm gonna be a predator and I'm gonna apply the same kind of torture onto other people. It's like, it's, it's more than petty, you know. I don't know the right word to describe it, but it's within petty. that, <laughs> um, that sphere. Apparently, I have to spend a dollar to, you know, open this page, which is <laughs> the answer. I'm currently, I currently, I currently don't have the money for that yet. Nothing right? can be factored. <laughs> but listen, uh, in the Vice video, I'm quoting the Vice video, right? Oh my God. The Vice video was yeah. talking about these uh, ultra, I think they were called ultra Orthodox Jews, right? Who were basically yes. saying that in the Torah, they, it specifically says Jews cannot hold a state or land right. until the rise or the coming of the Messiah. Can to I, be honest, I've heard something similar. I'm not 100% sure about it. Can I, can I it. just intrude? Can I Go intrude ahead, of course. Quick? Please so do. We're looking, here, right, here, right here, we're looking at ultra-Orthodox Jews. If we're going to look at extreme jihadists, they're going to have crazy stuff to say yes. as well. But the difference is, one doesn't kill people, the other pretty much bombs themselves. I mean, so it's uh, like... Oh. 
hold up. Hold up. Yeah. Maybe yeah. make zero sense. Yeah. Ali. Right, whatever. Fine. I see the heart, though. I see the heart. Part, part <laughs> of the problem is misinformation. Now, that's yeah. what I'm worried about the most. When I look at all my social media, I'm just like, what is real? What is not real? Because you get things from all the different sides. Some things are way more extreme than others. Um, so that's why we like to have people like you on the show to help. Yes, follow reality. my account. I've I've been I've been covering extensively on what's happening, and I'm Amazing. really 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 careful with right. with what I post as well. And Perfect. I I make sure. Yes, to not Ali post probably needs wrong. that information. I will check. <laughs> I will personally go through your account. All right, post that um, post. Let's get into today's events. How about yes? Yeah. So, Joanna, I want to mention. So, you said earlier mm-hmm. that um, you described it as an apartheid apartheid state. Apartheid. 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 State. Yes. Um, some people have been calling it that also. Is that what you think is going on in Palestine right now? Of course. Apartheid, settler colonialism, annexation, ethnic okay. cleansing, whatever you call it. Everything's been happening cleansing? in Palestine. It's you a, when you deliberately try to kill a, a certain ethnicity or you get, get rid of them. And that's exactly what they've been doing to us for the past. How'd they turn a clean word dirty? I don't yeah. understand. <laughs> it's it's nice. <laughs> yeah. You're cleansing all the ethnic- ethnicities. <laughs> You are. That's exactly I mean, what. You what's don't happening. usually use the word cleansing for your house. You know, you use clean. Yeah, yeah so true. That's that's usually the word. You say. Right. So basically, <laughs> I mean, ethnic cleansing is basically, as Obi Wan Kenobi put it, you become the very thing you swore to fought. Right? They become. Yeah. I mean, Nazi Germany. I mean, tried in the constantly cleanse the idea Jews, of the. And the idea of Zionism. Yeah. Okay. That's that's kind of what's happening. True. So so, so if, I, if you want to look at. If you want to look at the exact definition of ethnic cleansing, it's defined uh, as the attempt to get them. rid of attempt attempt to get rid of members of an unwanted ethnic group in order to establish an ethnically homogeneous geographical area, which is exactly word for word what's happening. Wait, did you Google it? You could have asked me. Yep. I would have done it for you. But yeah, yes, but she's a journalist. She memorized. I got it here, you know. Is it? Oh my god! Right. So this is ethnic cleansing, which is exactly what she said. I really don't feel like it's there, right? Uh, is this ethnic cleansing the system? Okay, I was reading it. Oh, my bad. Oh, let, me, let me pull it up. Uh, here, do it. Go ahead, say it. Okay, for the Spotify listeners, of course. Ethnic cleansing is, is the systematic forced removal or extermination of ethnic, racial, and or religious groups from a given area, often with the intent of making a region ethnically homogeneous. Sorry for the voice crack in the end. Don't worry about it, you're good. Okay, so now that we got all of this out of the way, I want to dive into the recent, recent topics of what is going on because I hear a lot of stuff. I'm not sure what's really going on, but all I know is there are people getting kicked out. So, John, take it away. I'm dying. Okay, so the past 50 years, Israel has built settlements in the Palestinian territory. So like we said, West Bank and uh, East Jerusalem. Uh, where more than almost 60,000 Jews now live in. Um, they are illegal under international law, and they're creating an obstacle to peace because Israel denies, in, and it keeps denying the fact that it's a, like a, yeah, it's being an obstacle to peace because technically those Jews are not allowed, they're not supposed to be living in Palestinian territories. But of course, they're living because they, they, they're colonizing all of Palestine. Um, so now when we go to Sheikh Jarrah and the movement that came with that, uh, a brief history on Sheikh Jarrah. It's home to 3,000 Palestinians in East Jerusalem, located in East Jerusalem. All the people that are that are there right now are refugees that were ethnically cleansed from their homes in other parts of historic Palestine. Um, so in, 19, in 1948, when they left, when those people got expelled from their homes, they all moved to this part of, uh, of, uh, of Palestine, East Jerusalem, Sheikh Jarrah in particular. Right so 3,000 people, 3,000 refugees live there right now, right? So after an agreement was reached by Jordan and the UNRWA, which is the United Nations Relief and Works Agency in the 50s, um, 28 Palestinian families who fled from those different areas that they were expelled in back in 1948 were relocated to this neighborhood, the neighborhood of Sheikh Jarrah. So the refugees were moved into houses and this land was once leased by two small Jewish communities who fled during the Nakba as well in 1948. Now, the tricky part is, is that Palestinian families were granted funds to build homes, provided that they, they renounced the refugee status to UNRWA, so, which they did. And when they did, they became owners of the land. So this is where I'm saying we need legal documents from Jordan saying that this is our land. This is what we're waiting on. So later, Jewish settlers come in, which is right now, 
come in and try to put in a court order claiming that this is their, rightfully their land because Jewish communities lived there at some point. So that's basically, basically like historically what's happening. Now, those when people we're talking who, are, about, who are trying to take back those, who are try, sorry, the Jewish people that are trying to take these homes were their families or their ancestors, um, those families that left that area or just random uh, Jews I'm, that are I'm, coming I'm, in? I'm pretty sure it's not, but I, I, I cannot okay. say it is. So, mm-hmm. so I, yeah. even so, like, there's no historical evidence. There's no contracts. There's nothing to back that up. And even if there were, you're not supposed to just like wipe out the people that live there. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. I'm just saying this. This is more. Uh, what's it called? More evidence for the Palestinian side saying that people who have their families have never even been on this land, or their ancestors have never been on this part of the, of Palestine saying that they want this land and saying it's historically mm-hmm. theirs. You can't just yeah. completely claim out of nowhere like this whole thing is mine. And it doesn't work that way. Because if if this is how, okay, if you really want to think about it, if if the Jews just want to say like historically, this is our land, then every uh, indigenous community that's ever existed will kick out, you know, there's going to be, <laughs> it will basically kick out everyone. Yeah, Native <laughs> Americans will kick out everyone uh, from the, the US. Um, But yeah, that's the only example I can think of right now. But, but I guess you get the point. Well. Yeah, so, so let's let's like let's let's paint a picture, right? Ali, you live in LA, right? Is that where you live? Yeah, you live in LA. You've been you grew up in this house with your family. Uh, how old are you? Uh, 23. So 23-year-old Ali living in his LA home for the past 23 years. He has his toys. He has his memories on the wall. <laughs> he has his posters. Whatever it is, as a kid, you grew up. You left those stuff around, yep, he right? Still has his toys. Your your dad lived there all his life. Family was around. Then one day, some person walks into your backyard and tells you, "This is not your house." If we are not going to seal it, someone else will. Which brings back to the point of. Israel's government from the 70s trying to work to implement a demographic balance in Jerusalem. They want a 70 to 30 ratio to limit Palestinian population in the city. So that makes they want the city to be less than 30% Palestinian of Jerusalem. So this has been executed by a number of policies like land confiscation, annexation, displacement, colonization of the Palestinian neighborhoods. And if you if you go to Palestine and and you drive through the mountains of the West Bank you always see the settlements at the top of the mountains and they're all lit and they have perfect streets and they have perfect lights and perfect electricity and perfect water. Everything in their, in their, in their settlements are, are, are perfect. And then you literally go a street down and it's complete, like an utter disaster. So we yeah. can always identify as Palestinians, if you enter the Palestinian land, you can identify which areas are settler colonies. Mm-hmm. Um, so many families ended up appealing to the court, by the way, they've been fighting this. But it just there's no chance at overturning the rule. It's it's not happening. And so right now, after all the escalations that happened, at the end, what ended up happening is that the Israeli court decided that they're going to postpone this for 30 more days. So they're trying to silence the situation by you know like it, it's it's this the whole thing got brought up, and now they're just shutting us up by postponing it. And this is not going to shut us up. And that's what they. And this case is being directly dealt by the Israeli Supreme Court, where it's all, yeah. only Israelis are in that court, and there's yes, you know thank the representation yes. of Palestinians. Okay, yeah, this just <laughs> just asking about that. It's as though so Palestinians don't have a chance. Basically, yeah. It's imagine Said, if I'm like come, I, like I beat you up, and I go to court, and it's all your brothers there. Like obviously, <laughs> <laughs> like that's. Even if they're super like, who's justice, the judge, my uh, uncle, you know, the, who's the lawyer, oh, my I, brother. Uh, <laughs> right, who's my lawyer? Oh, that's my other brother. Like, what? <laughs> Don't worry, he'll represent you very well. Don't worry. Sometimes, though, there, there are cruelties that can't be forgiven, that are that surpass everything, like bombing families, the amount of kids that have been dying, all the souls that have been lost this past couple of weeks. Um, it's not right. And should stop pretty much no. is this still going is it still going what's going on or have, has it been on pause or what's going on currently yeah. so so right after this whole issue with Sheikh Jarrah happened this whole movement got birthed right we have two important very prominent people that spoke up so much during mm-hmm. this time which is Munal Kurd and uh, Muhammad Kurd they're two siblings 
their Al-Quds family, <clears throat> if you've watched Al Jazeera or anything, they've been extensively covering the topic. They've been using their social media platforms, hashtagging Save Sheikh Jarrah, from August, I would say. I got on a clubhouse call uh, sometime in March. It's May now, so that was two, two months ago, right? Yeah, um, I got on a clubhouse call and I, I personally heard Mona talking and the, the group's name was, please help save my, ta- my neighborhood. It was in Arabic. So I went in, I tuned in, I was listening in and she was talking about the fact that they're about to face complete like they're going to move them out of their houses and they've been fighting so hard not to let me let me tell you and let me remind you if you didn't know uh, let me if you knew there were 28 families at the beginning when they first moved into this neighborhood at least i don't want to give the wrong number but let me say at least five families or six families got kicked out in 2009 so they are continuing the ethnic cleansing right now seven families apologies so they're continuing the ethnic cleansing now and so right now the reason why this all took such a big blow in this current time, because I, I personally was listening to that call then and I went and I couldn't sleep at night. So I went and I did like an infographic. I wanted to post on my social media. I wanted people to get talking about this because she was encouraging English speakers to do so. Hence why I'm doing what I'm doing today. And so when I, uh, when I posted the infographic, it's only green traction right now, which is May, two months later. Why is that? Because on Monday, they were having a court appeal to let them leave the house. And that's when that got postponed. So after this whole Sheikh Jarrah issue happened, what ends up happening? This issue moves from East Jerusalem inside uh, inside the neighborhood of Sheikh Jarrah to Al-Aqsa compound, which is a very holy site in Islam. And this is where things start really taking off. Um, have you guys been seeing the, the videos? I assume you have, right? Yep, yeah, everything. But in yeah. case people so, who are watching, they haven't, uh, I insist that you explain. Yeah, so obviously we see videos circulating of the uh, IOF, the Israeli Occupation Forces, uh, coming into homes, raiding them, that's in the Sheikh Jarrah neighborhood. And then after that, it moves into, into Jerusalem, where Palestinians basically got attacked on the 27th day of Ramadan. So that's a very, very holy day for Muslims. Anyway, it's the most important day to pray. They were praying peacefully, worshippers were praying. They got stun grenades thrown at them, sound bombs rubber bullets um it was an outright war on the on the field it was it was a war and it was just so sad to see as a palestinian this place that's so, so holy third holiest site ever is completely in yani, utter ruins the mosques were like getting tarnished everything was it, it just looked like an absolute you know mess and funny enough when that happened a day or two later there was something called jerusalem day that jewish people celebrate what is Jerusalem Day, you may ask? <laughs> um, it marks Israel's capture of East Jerusalem in 1967. So remember when I told you the story of, of, of a six-day war happening? They yeah. ended up capturing East Jerusalem and the West Bank, right? So they celebrate this year every year for capturing East Jerusalem, which Palestine still claims to be their land. Um, so every year, Israelis, what do they do on this day? They go, they march through the streets of Jerusalem, through the old city of of Jerusalem, and they precisely march through the Muslim quarters because it's divided into, I think, three quarters. Um, And they sing anti-Palestine slow like chants and they deliberately agitate the Palestinian people like, hey, I stole your land Uh, uh, in in, uh, 1967. We are celebrating that we we got the East Jerusalem land then, uh, that they occupy it now. Um, So... They, they basically that that day they had vowed that they're going to break into Al-Aqsa Mosque. So just FYI, Jews are not allowed inside Al-Aqsa Mosque. This is a holy site. This is only for Muslims to come in and pray, right? Wait, who, who vowed? Was it the people or the government? The people. So so the pe- No, the people. The, so let's okay. say Jewish uh, settlers are gonna attack the Aqsa Mosque. That's exactly and what this happened. is them organizing so, between each other. Them or exactly them organizing. Yeah. Obviously, Palestinians know of the attack that's going to happen, knowing that that day yeah. is coming. So what did they choose to do? They choose they directly went around Al Aqsa Mosque. They put barricades in case you didn't see any of those videos. They put barricades against the doors of the Aqsa Mosque. They put barricades around uh, around the Dome of the Rock. And if you go around, you see you see the, the Israeli propaganda side that I've been watching. You see. This, this, I don't even want to mention his name because I don't want to make him more popular. This guy that, that's been very popular from the other side, that's been posting videos that are completely whatever. Anyway, so he he takes videos of or posts videos of, of how Palestinians are attacking the I, IOF with rocks. So you find rocks all around the Aqsa Mosque because they're in preparation for this attack that's coming from the Jewish settlers during Jerusalem Day. So they obviously prepare everything around in the morning. 
the Israeli military or the Israeli forces end up attacking the Jew, the, the Palestinian worshippers again in the mosque. So instead of the the um, the Israeli settlers coming in, they blocked them from entering, but they needed to protect them, so they attacked the Palestinian worshippers instead. There are videos that also circulated of Israeli settlers literally trying to break down the the barriers to enter the Aqsa Mosque. This is illegal, one, illegal under international and human law. So this is not something they're able to do. So this is why yeah. the IWF was stopping them from entering. But it said they they attacked the worshippers. So, I don't know if you've seen this very, very viral video that went around of all the Jewish, um, uh, 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 I don't want to say Jewish, sorry, the Israeli settlers uh, that were chanting, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say anything wrong, oh, but yes, I don't know if it was imagine. death to Arabs or mm-hmm. we took them or something along those lines. There was something very, very, very like cruel. Yeah. And in the background, you see a fire burning. So it's just agitating and um, extremely vile and cruel to even have people sitting and singing and celebrating their national holiday, whatever holiday this is, their national day, which is Jerusalem Day. One nation. uh, While there's literally, thank you, while there's literally a war happening in the back. Uh, No question. Uh, So I heard uh, a report that basically was talking about this specific event that the wall that they were celebrating in front of is a very yeah, long, a very high wall. And mm-hmm. the camera angle that was the photo that was taken might have been misleading by saying that, sure. that, that the people could not actually see the fire because the wall is so high and they're behind the wall. And the camera angle was probably a bit higher than where the people were standing because you can actually see the people are under the camera. So I yes. just want to know if, if what do you think about this report? Okay. Um, so what I saw as well from the other side is that they were saying, of course, we were not celebrating the burning of the Aqsa compound. That's not what we were doing. What they're claiming is, you know what? It was the Palestinian people that actually, they're the ones that, that burnt the, the, the tree because they were firing fireworks. And <laughs> to me, that is absolute bullshit because that is not, that is not at all what the point of the video is. I don't care if you see fire. Something captured you chanting while a fire was in the background. I don't care about that. I mean, what I care about is you sitting itself. and yelling, and uh, you're sitting and yelling and chanting for, I, ca- I can't even remember what it was, but there was a specific chant that was so disgusting to even say. And w- there is a war happening in the background, regardless of yeah. who lit up what tree or what part started what. We keep forgetting that people come into the context of this whole Palestine-Israel story, and they always come into, you know, Hamas attacked. Palestine attacked. This happened. That happened. No, look at the history. This has been 73 years of extreme occupation and apartheid. Like this isn't normal behavior. Obviously, we're going to be enraged and we're going to be passionate only, about wanting to. It's not only like, the history. It's not only the history. It's just look at who provokes these actions. Who's starting them? Like just look at who's who's creating these actions first, and then Hamas reacts. Hamas, like uh, recently, I haven't seen Hamas honestly provoking like doing the initial action they're not attacking first they're just reacting and to be honest like i, I don't really support look, the, look the, those reactions because they don't do much yeah yes i agree um when when we look at everything that happened and broke out in jerusalem this was a very big deal for the palestinians like do not yeah. enter al-aqsa do not oh, and sorry to interrupt us, you not, i just yeah. i just want to make clear the people who are, prov- <laughs> who are starting the provocations i didn't i didn't uh, mean the palestinians it's the israelis yeah. that's what i was trying to say uh, oh, okay yeah. okay i'm sorry, sorry. yeah got you um uh what's it called <sighs> oh my gosh this, this is just <laughs> yeah I, <laughs> it's, I, I, it's, it's overwhelming <laughs> i understand i, I we, need to i need to cool understand. that it is overwhelming yeah, it is yes okay, no i'm so i'm so tired of all this this war that's going on i know to be honest well, I, I just I mean, want i i wanted yeah. i wanted to say i wanted to add to that um because of everything that broke down on al-aqsa what ends up happening is hamas retaliates but when the media and other people want to you know, uh, cover the story, or they Israelis, they want to cover the story. They focus on Hamas first attacked Israel. But man, we yeah. have to look at the backstory. What happened in Jerusalem? What happened in Sheikh Jarrah? What happened 100 years ago? It goes way back to times that yeah. we were not there for. So learn it, understand it, and then come and tell me Hamas attacked first and why they attacked first. Ask why, always. Context is key. In this context Unfortunately, Ikhti, the world has right. turned a blind eye to Muslims. I'll say it. Well, it's not just Muslims. There are people of all faiths I, living in Palestine. You know. 
Yeah. Yeah. I know it's but I mean Christians were attacked in and in, uh, in in Easter as well in in one of their churches. So I mean this has been a problem for literally every single religion and it's it's absolutely disgusting and horrific. Um and now what's happening is as a cause of all of of Sheikh Jarrah issue is now an outright war between Israel and and Gaza and more than 100 people are dead in Gaza and there are what 10 dead in Israel. Well we're talking about an elephant and an ant situation. Who's the elephant in this equation? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and even if we don't... like, uh, I just want to say, even if we, yeah, and if somehow forget about Sheikh Jarrah for a moment, like the amount of systematic injustice that like Palestinians have to go through in terms of trade, in terms of education, in terms of healthcare, in terms of what rights they have, what roads they can drive on, how much they're just being suffocated, so that if they don't ethnically cleanse them, they're trying to get them out, leave, you know, uh, they're trying to make it like hard what... to stay. Like what's happening in Gaza right now? They're literally they're literally an open air prison. They're not allowed to trade, leave, leave. They're not allowed to leave Gaza. They're stuck inside. They can't even leave if they want to flee. They're killing every single Gazan person in there before they get a chance to get out. It's impossible. You can't enter Gaza. You can't leave Gaza. You don't have electricity. You don't have water. Everything's cut out from you. Cut from the borders of of Egypt. Cut from the borders of of 48 territories, Palestine, yeah. Israel. What, like it's an open air prison. They're just getting bombed and they're dying. That's it. That's all. They on have. average, they get four hours of electricity in Gaza a day. Four hours on average. Not even. Can you guys live without an hour, man? Like of electricity, like that's hard on its own. Imagine four hours. You know, you know, some, throughout the whole day. Some something that absolutely broke my heart the other day. I was on a. I've been spending a lot of my times on live streams because I want to be at the scene. I don't want to just be, you know, saying bullshit from other organizations i wanted to make sure i'm literally witnessing something and writing it on my page and so i was on one of those live streams and it was just when the whole thing happened with jerusalem and then the attack started from hamas to to israel and um this lady goes on and she goes my friend i just had a call with my friend so this lady lived in jerusalem and her friend lives in gaza so she's like i called my friend in gaza and i was like are you are you guys okay and then she said yes we're okay we're just really happy that we could take the weight off everyone in Jerusalem for a bit and attention can be on Gaza. So, I mean, that speaks volumes, no? Sorry. It yeah, speaks. it does. I mean, you know, yeah. like, it's just like, okay, I'll, I'll carry the backpack for you for a bit, Move. like, just live for a bit and then we'll, we'll exchange it later. You know yeah. what I mean? That's this is what right. it's come to. People don't have and, to and, go through that. Yeah. No, 2021. That's, that's heavy. Yeah. I mean, we see the prosecution happening in, like, all over the world to Muslims. I mean, we're, we were we had a person, a journalist from China, telling us about what happened to the Uyghurs. And then we see this trend, like, of Muslims being pr- prosecuted around the world. Yeah. Um, and especially with Palestine. I mean, these things have been going on for decades. So I want to know from the people you know in Gaza and Palestine, Um, what do they want? What do they what? Sorry, you cut up a bit. Sorry if I cut up. What do, yeah, what do they what do they want? Like what what kind of future do they want for themselves, the people in Palestine? I mean, they want to live normal. I think Ali, what you're trying to say is like, what action right. do you want to have to happen right now? Sure. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like what? How can we change the scenario? Yeah. So, what kind of response would assist mm-hmm. them right now? Okay, I give you two answers to that. You have mm-hmm. one, one, one part of the people that say Hamas retaliate, keep going, keep going, keep going, until we gain some sort of recognition or right or, or we can have access to a proper land. And then you have the other side that says, my family is dying. All nine of my of my family members are dead, and only a four month old survived one of those one of those airstrikes. Um, so you have those two oppositions, like the, the people that, that want to keep retaliating and the people that want peace. And that's everywhere. That's in Israel. That's in Palestine. That's in Gaza. That's in West Bank. That's in East Jerusalem. It's everywhere. So there's always two sides to it. Um, a lot of people that are pro-striking Israel are there because of they need their rights back and years of prosecution that's been ha- and, and massacres that's happened to Palestinians. And this is where it comes from. It doesn't come from because we want to kill Israeli kids and civilians. No, that does, that's not where it comes from. It comes from we are oppressed and we want to unoppress ourselves. It's a resistance force. It is. It's, yeah. So it's, it's similar to basically what Hezbollah used to be back in uh, uh, during the civil war and like end of civil war. Not not really now. Yeah. Wow.
Um, well, it's a lot yeah. to take in, honestly, but uh, I, I'm pretty sure people are still going to try and misrepresent everything we say in this video, right? I might have said a bunch of shit in the start. I was a little heated. I'll take full responsibility for that. But everything <laughs> this woman is saying is, is pretty much, you know, is 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 weighted in gold. As I tried to translate the Arabic saying of Kalam and Dhab, right? Uh, she is putting it in pure facts. It's undeniable. And like when I, I've watched a bunch of like arguments about this online right about this whole situation and whenever the, the 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 muslim right let's say the guy with the beard or the muslim or whatever you want to see him as right comes with facts straight facts it's always yeah but this happened but that ha it's a bunch of misdirections to a bigger and severe cause right what i'm happy and proud to see is even though arab governments are not taking up arms because they're trying to maintain the peace and all this political stuff that's going on. The, the society of every Arab nation has gone up, right? You see protests in uh, Saudi Arabia. I, I think that I don't know about Saudi Arabia if there is, but there was definitely was in one New in York Kuwait, and Tunis, in New York, and, London, Tunis, yeah. Egypt, uh, Algeria, Morocco, Iraq, uh, you have in uh, like like it's just it's gone for 73 years right 70 guys 73 years of this being an issue of 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 palestinians being kicked out if they don't comply they get killed bombed airstrike food and water is probably cut off they shut the internet on them they like it's sad to see it really is and it, it pisses me off that's why i really don't Right, I I I'm, I don't know what to say. Like it's just it's crazy, and this is happening. By the way, with, yeah, yeah with the news coverage constantly be, being cut out, how is information being spread so like? So with so the, most importantly, quantity? most importantly, what recently happened? By the way, this is this is still going on. They they have there's no ceasefire. They're still firing rockets back and forth at each other. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, I, I wanted to mention two important things before we close off. Um, one. Israel has um, something called the Iron Dome. What does the Iron Dome do? It's first of all backed by the US, obviously US defense system. Um, $3.8 billion from US taxes, more actually, probably more, but that's the amount they put on media, is gone right to Israel's pockets for this purpose, this exact purpose. Um, and this is why the US has a very big part in what's going on right now. And, and this is where my tax money is going. That's where my tax money is going. That's why I refuse to pay dollars. any show taxes for the US because this show is purely Kuwaiti. US, okay. not taking any of my tax money. Oh my right, keep, sorry. Okay, keep and, and, so, and so they have iron domes. And what do those iron domes do? Whenever Hamas is firing rockets at Israel, which is firing hundreds at a time, we're not denying that, they this this iron dome literally strikes out every single one of those rockets that's why when you look it at the Israeli out, like, sky and stuff yeah it looks like it's fireworks happening in the sky but obviously vice versa we have nothing no protection israel on the other hand has shelters we looked at this girl on tiktok i looked at this girl on tiktok that's showing us her shelter look at my shelter you close the door they have a big door it looks like a beautifully uh you know like sophisticated area to sit and shelter in because they you know they cry because of the sound of the bombs in there but, but what a strange thing to flex <laughs> it would, and, and then she and she shows us the like the metal thing. She closes the metal door, the window. It's the window and the door, and then they have two doors after that. That's your shelter. So I mean, they have shelters. They have iron domes. Gaza has neither. They have rocks. And Gaza, what 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 Gaza gets? What Gaza gets is usually a plane that comes through right before they strike them, or that's how it was before. I heard that it's not happening anymore. Before they strike or bomb a certain building, they have a plane or helicopter or whatever fly up and they drop papers and when you pick up the paper it says this bomb this 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 building is gonna get uh bombed evacuate to be fair let's be fair right they tell you before yo they this is cartoonish it, yeah they, they tell you before they want to kill you this is how it happened in 2006 in lebanon as well people that, I, that, that i've known that that went through that war were there so they dropped the i was there they tell and you that, i was there that didn't happen i was there yeah. that happened Summer sometimes Sometimes, not all sometimes, the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah a lot and, of people and then were there's, lost there's another, in their homes, and 
and there's another mechanism they call roof roof knocking where they drop a tiny bomb i don't know what it was but like i don't know if you've seen it it's like a tiny bomb it gives like a alarm you have a minute to evacuate before they burn the building that they, they they demolish the building literally you see the video within a minute the video you have that you have that bump okay it's it's by the way very loud it's not a it's, it's a semi bomb that's been dropped at the roof and then obviously people have to flee a minute later the bomb strikes it so this is their way of okay i'm i'm giving i i told the Palestinian people to leave because we don't want to kill the Palestinian people. So leave. They didn't leave. It's on their own, own, own. It's their own will. How, how is this an actual legitimate uh, reasoning for that can be upheld in court when you're still bombing a house, you're still bombing a place which is, and you're causing danger. And it's not like the, the bomb just destroys the house by itself. It destroys the surrounding area. So if you don't get out in time, you can still die. I mean, how it is isn't, this, right? It's, it's, it's considered a crime. Cartoonish. It's very cartoonish, and it's just it's yeah. Just but like, how is this upheld in court? Like legally, how can you actually claim this is something they can defend for the Israelis? Defending I mean, mechanism. the defending mechanism, quote unquote. A defensive mechanism. Israeli... I mean, no, that's, like... that's the reasoning doesn't make sense because okay, so another so something that uh, a video that I mean, sorry, a, a recent target of theirs that was recent in Gaza was the journalist building. Uh, for the AP, yes. I don't know what's it called. The web, uh, what's AP the company and called? Al Jazeera, Associated Press and Al Jazeera, exactly. both got targeted. Yeah, and and they they claim that it had Hamas targets in it. I mean, yes. it's owned by a journalist uh, by journalist companies. I'm pretty sure they would know if there was terrorists in the same building as them. But, so but actually, no said, that Damn. that was that was a very 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 big deal. What happened there? That 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 if anything gained more recognition. <laughs> Sided more people on our side. Their Definitely. attack on Al Jazeera building, the Jazeera and the AP building. Those are the those journalists have been there for years, years, years in Gaza. The yeah. fact that they attacked it means that the world was going to hear less about what's happening in Gaza, and that's the statement that was released by the CEO of um, of uh, of AP. Um, yeah. He was horrified and mortified, according to us, were shocked uh, that this happened to them. So they obviously gave them a call ahead of time, told them they're going to strike them. They told them, can you just give us a few more minutes to gather our equipment? And they said no. And they all evacuated on time and they bombed the thing. I so saw the video. I saw the video of the guy literally yelling, like, just give us five more minutes. We still have our equipment. And yeah. then, then they yeah. just like close it on and they don't even say no. Sometimes they just go like, right. And they just shut it. Well, guys. Now in, in court, like based on like international law and humanitarian law, like they've broken like over a hundred laws, right? Like, so I want to ask yeah. you a question, Joanne. Uh, yes how do they like what do they do when they break those laws like how do they evaluate them how do they get away with it basically yeah like how how do they know that they've broken those laws how does the un know they've broken those laws but then nothing happens how does that work um the prime minister of israel is on a lot of charges of bribery and fraud right now and he's constantly being re-elected so that should answer it itself Democracy uh, not, is dead. Also, USA is their best friend. True. Well. True. All right. USA, yeah. Britain, we are, India. By the way, we, we are like, we are just over our timestamp, right? Uh, yes. mm-hmm. So let's do a closing remark. Uh, obviously, this is something that's been going on, I'll say it again, for 73 years, right? I don't believe, like, I don't even call it Israel. This is Palestine. It'll remain Palestine until the day I die, right? And... Uh, yeah, that's. I guess that's my closing remark. Thank you very much for Hopefully watching. Hopefully beyond episode. that, also. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, b- before that, jo- yes. Joan, uh, mm-hmm. what is yeah. the closing statement from you? Yeah, let's have a closing statement from you. Honestly, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> putting me under the spot. Uh, yes. Okay, so so for the first time ever, I feel like I can speak up to something in full, in the full heart. Right. Like this is this is me. This yep. is my history. This is my dad's history. My dad's history. My mom. My 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 family. Uh, I can speak up to something, and I'm so glad that I'm able to get on this and educate whoever's listening, Thank and you. learn and talk back and forth with you guys. What I ask from everybody listening to this podcast today or watching it, um, don't stop the movement. Starting a movement does not mean you got an answer that you wanted. Posting one post does not mean you. Please try to further help. If you post, I swear to God, your posts make a difference. Trust me, your posts make a difference. The fact that Benjamin Netanyahu tweeted something, he, he, sorry, he, he said in a speech that the Twitter, the Twitter enemies, and he mentioned that there are Twitter enemies, 
explains extremely why we should keep posting this our voices are important they are reaching big level the us in congress in in the in the uk all the protests happening everything going on in every country this is because every single one of you who have been proactively tweeting and and posting on instagram and on facebook and bombarding every other person that goes against it is exactly why we were we are today our voices have not been heard for years guys they've been suppressed censored put down no one wants to hear my story no one wants to today for the first time someone wants to hear my story so i thank you for that we thank, thank you for, for thank you john obviously thank you john for coming on today's episode we really do appreciate you for giving us this this like time and educating us and whoever watches this video special thanks to everyone who's watching this video uh thank you for watching another episode of a to the show if you guys learned anything right if you learned something new yeah like subscribe share we'll leave a link to joan's social medias where you can learn everything about everything that's going on over there the truth the full honest truth which is what the world needs right now please do follow we'll leave a link to that in the description below thank you to saeed and amir for coming and joining us on today's topic uh peace love happiness right and quran chapter peace. 17 6 see you